All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator Season 3, Episode 4. We have Austin Covington. We don't have Sam Kell. Uh, he's not on uh, paternity leave or anything like that, which is shocking, but he's not here. New job, so he is doing some kind of training. I don't know. He's probably just trying to take a day off. He's not getting paid for missing. So, And neither is Cov, and neither am I. So, Cov, appreciate you joining. Um, we're going to do opening takes. We're going to talk Justin Fields, the Chargers, uh, and Vikings game, Pats, Jets, uh, the Dolphins and Broncos game. Definitely got to talk about that. Uh, Titans game. Uh, we're also going to do ballers and bums and parlay to poverty to wrap it up like normal. Cove, you're the guest opening take. What is it? Yep. So man, you were talking about this earlier, but, um, I say you bench Zach Wilson. If you're the Jets right now, any other quarterback other than Zach Wilson is who you want behind center next week. If it's Tim Tim Boyle or Tim Doyle. Boyle. Tim Boyle. Yeah. Boyle. Okay. So, yeah, throw him out there. Everybody's like, you can't go to Kansas City on the road with a, you know, essentially a third-string quarterback. Well, yeah, you can. You can. You're going to lose this game either way. You can either lose it 45 to 3, or you can maybe lose it 40 to 10. But you have to try something different. I don't understand this whole concept of having to, um, what do you want to call it, justify your high draft picks, especially quarterbacks. If you miss, you miss. Move on. Um, there's no sense in in wasting time and trying to develop and wait for Zach Wilson to get good. The locker room isn't behind him. Uh, he's he has shown right now he is not a starting NFL quarterback. So you need to find a starting NFL quarterback if you're the Jets, and you need to do it ASAP. And there's about to be, I would say, here in a couple of weeks, depending on some teams' records, some veteran quarterbacks that you can start calling about. You can probably start calling about Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill, I would assume, within the next two weeks. So those two guys would be huge upgrades over Zach Wilson right now. Those are those may not be the best veteran quarterbacks in the world, but they're competent enough to run an offense and, and play good with the weapons that the Jets have. Yeah, there is no way that Boyle is worse than Zach Wilson. I would argue – now, last week I did not have Zach Wilson on my list of quarterbacks that were better than Justin Fields, so shout out to me for not saying something stupid. Yeah. There is there is just no way that Boyle is worse than Zach Wilson. Just, just not having Zach Wilson making stupid decisions or, or not being able to read a defense, whatever else, et cetera, et cetera – Tim Boyle is going to be able to do at least one of those things better. Like, there is no way that Boyle is just as bad as Zach Wilson is at any of those items that I just listed off. There's yeah, no way. Yeah. Colt McC- like, going back to what you said about available quarterbacks, Colt McCoy is still out there. You can get him for free. Yep. Um, you could probably – now, 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 me and you talked about this earlier, the Kirk Cousins thing. Yeah. I do think it's an option. Uh, you probably spend a second, third-round pick. Now, the mm-hmm. issue is the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Rodgers has already said right. that he's going to come back, so it's like you're going to trade a second or third-round pick for Cousins and then just say bye to him and throw that pick – down the drain. So it's like you, you as a front office, you've got a way like, well, is Kirk Cousins going to win us the Super Bowl that we were project like that we were hoping to win before the season started? If the answer is no, then okay, I, I, I can totally get on board with them not going after him because he's in the last year of his contract. So they're going to lose him for nothing next year and roll out Aaron Rodgers and, and they're going to lose a draft pick. So in that aspect, I get it. Now, if you do feel like we could win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, you have to. Like, you have to. And I know, like, that's so hard to do to just, like, walk in, 
midseason, learn an offense, and just, you know, hopefully, which I feel, I feel like it wouldn't be that big of a difference between, at least in my opinion, what Rodgers ran in Green Bay versus what Kirk Cousins runs in Minnesota. Now the verbiage might be different, but in terms of the style, it's pretty similar. So I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. All I know is that the answer is not Zach Wilson. And that's yeah. a fact. That is a a fact of I don't know anything about anything except for that. That is the yeah. one thing I know is that Zach Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. Now no. we're gonna talk about Justin Fields here in a second, but Cub, you you're you're the GM of a team. You have to take one of these two guys, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Who are you taking? <laughs> Justin Fields all day. Oh, you're yeah. you're saying it's not even a, a question. Not even a debate. No, not even not even a question. I, I don't think Justin Fields is all is all that good. In particular, he's a scrambling quarterback. They're like they're like he had one of the most prolific rushing years for a quarterback last year. I'm like, that's great. They won two or three games. Okay, who cares? But yeah, Justin Fields has shown that I mean, there is more Justin Fields right now is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I, yes. I would honestly say yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, even and he's this, terrible, I mean, and he's terrible, and he's terrible. But that just goes to show how bad Zach Wilson is right now. Um, so yeah, and and I, I'd take Fields. I, I guess I'd probably have to take Fields. But that's two really bad choices to have right now. I can't remember what what the stat was on part of my take, but Zach Wilson is statistically one of the worst quarterbacks. To ever exist, yeah, yeah, to and ever cove to ever yeah. exist in the NFL, yeah, and I, I hate, yeah, I hate, you know, bad mouthing the guy and whatnot. I know his line is terrible. I know because I mean Rodgers wouldn't have probably you know tore his Achilles if he had a a, a decent offensive line, but yeah, I mean he's just you've got to just come to terms that, that his potential is to be a NFL backup quarterback. He he could be a good backup quarterback if he tried and wants to do so, but he has shown that he, he is not a starter in the NFL right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of the biggest draft bus in NFL history. I mean, Zach Wilson has, I mean, he's got to be up there. Yeah, so it's not even Zach Wilson's fault that he was drafted where he was. No, because no. He, it, it's almost like this past year's draft. Like, we looked at it, at least I did in my eyes, and I was just like, none of these guys are first-round quarterbacks. Right, yeah. It, it, was, a weak, it was a weak class. And, and you get – you get Zach Wilson based on a couple of combine throws, which we know doesn't amount to anything. Yep. Some uh, another great example: Jamarcus Russell, dude could chuck the ball eighty yards on his knees. Did not care. Was one of the laziest players of all time, and he he probably is widely regarded as one of the, as the biggest bust of all time. I would say, but Zach Wilson, yeah, I mean he's up there. Uh, Trey Lance is his name starting to get thrown around up there because he was a number three pick, didn't deserve to be a number three pick in any draft ever. Um, and the 49ers so, gave up all that draft capital to get him, right? And now that's that's being looked at as one of the worst trades in history because of how it's unfolded. Which that guy, you know, some of it isn't his fault, but then again, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, they those guys shouldn't be drafted at two and three, they're they're not number two and number three picks and you draft them in that, in that position. And now you have all this pressure on them and it's usually a lose, lose situation for the guys. But yeah, Zach Wilson, each game he goes out there and loses. Yes. His stock is rising as far as a bus goes. So my opening take Cove, and we will get back to Zach Wilson uh, when we talk Pats and Jets, but my opening take is that 
I'm already over this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. Yeah. I'm already over it. So And you're a Swifty. You're a everybody knows on this program from who I've said is more iconic than Michael Jackson. Uh everybody knows that that I do love me some T Swift. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, now, that's a good one. Real quick, real quick. If Michael Jackson and Taylor Swift are both at the Chiefs game yesterday, who gets more screen time? Taylor Swift. All right, I, I probably agree with that. I agree with that, but I don't know. Michael Jackson coming back from the dead. Right, it just depends thing. on – so, like, t- Taylor Swift <laughs> is with Travis Kelsey, so it just depends on which kid – which 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 player's kid that Michael Jackson touched on the Chiefs. That's, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right, back to your um, – sorry, back to your point. So – Hey, dude, I'm already over it. I, I'm over it. Bleacher Report is is tweeting out videos. Stay in your lane. Sports Center tweeting out videos. Stay in your lane. Like that. That as as you know, you know me, love barstool and stuff. That scenario. That's a barstool. Like that's that's a barstool post. Like yeah. posting about Taylor Swift and freaking out that she she's at you know Travis Kelsey's game right, or whatever right. like that that's Bleach Report and ESPN tweeting about like Taylor Swift and posting numerous videos of her like and and the yeah. broadcast just talking about Taylor Swift like she's Jesus Christ or something at the football game, dude, you know how crazy Swifties are. I've heard, yeah. I don't, I don't know really know many, but yeah, I've heard, dude. So, so I get, I get pretty a, a good amount of Taylor Swift, you know, reels popping up on my Instagram reels, dude. It's, it's out of control since, since yesterday, and we're recording on Monday before Monday Night Football. It is out of control. Like, and all the videos of the Swifties, like, freaking out as soon as they show Taylor Swift on the TV. It's like, all I needed was just, like, Taylor Swift at Chiefs game. That's all I need. I don't I don't need to see her during the game and seeing all these videos recorded, like, on TikTok and stuff of Taylor Swift fans freaking out, screaming at the TV like they've never seen Taylor Swift at not just a sporting event, but any event in general. Here's what we're going to find out of. Taylor, because Taylor Swift fans are insane. And it's, I've always said, it's like the Charlie Kelly on Always Sunny of the, the gif of the board with all the yarn drawn like he's a detective. Yeah, yeah. That's how they are with stuff. They're like, oh, this, she said this and this song, and it references that, which points back to that which has an undertone of that and this and that it's going to be that exact same thing with Travis Kelsey. We're going to find out if, if Travis Kelsey has dirt on himself or, or whatever, we're going to find out about it. Like Travis Kelsey is going to be, is going to become like a serial killer or we're going to find out that he's a child molester or something like well, that. Like if something is, they're going to find out something about Travis Kelsey and they were already making like, videos about what he was wearing post game they were yeah, like oh yeah. he's wearing this color which is the color of the 1989 <laughs> album which taylor swift is about to release it's like can we stop like it is exhausting oh uh, yeah yeah she's gonna have a song about the chief that broke her heart or whatever i bet that's on the next album so reference that when when that becomes popular yeah, and, and she's probably going to end up get like when her and Travis Kelsey break up, she's going to get with one of the defensive linemen. That's, That's what what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, several, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Justin Fields, I've got an issue with Justin Fields and talk to Chris Williams, front of the show, former Chicago Bears left tackle. Justin Fields, he's not just bad at quarterback, he can't read a defense, all that stuff. Like, we know, we know that stuff. Dude, every time the camera pans to him, he has this glazed look on his face like he doesn't care. His demeanor stinks. He shows zero leadership qualities. I don't ever see the camera on him, and he's, like, encouraging his teammates or anything like that. He's always got this sourpuss look on his face. It's like – as a quarterback, as a fr- he's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, you've got to show some kind of leadership quality 
to make your teammates believe in you, make the fans believe in you, the organization believe in you. He's not doing himself any favors. I don't care if the coaching is bad or not, which it was a crazy thing for him to say, you know, about the about the coaches that maybe it's coaching that the, that it's the reason that he's playing so bad. Dude, you you don't care. Like it looks like he does not care that they lose or when he gets sacked or anything like that, when he throws an interception, like he, it's just like, yeah, I don't care. It's whatever. It's not my fault. And that's the problem with our generation. It's, you know, it's yeah. never our fault. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Justin Fields? Yeah. So what we talked about just earlier, how, if, you know, if I had to choose between Fields and Zach Wilson, who I'd take, and obviously I said I'd take Justin Fields, but that's, that's two pretty bad picks there that you're, that you're making me choose between. But I mean, yeah, and I never really paid attention to it until you just said it. But, yeah, his demeanor is not a demeanor of, um, uh, yeah, I, I guess, a, a, you know, a winning quarterback in the league. Now, a lot of it probably does have to do with his team and, and whatever, them just being bad. But, I mean, there comes a point where, yeah, you if you're going to be the franchise quarterback, you have to have the organization believe in you. And I just don't know if the Bears – the Bears don't believe in themselves is what it looks like, much less believe in, in Justin Fields. So, I mean, it, it, he's in a bad he's in a bad organization right now. Um, I think he knows it. He's probably, he's probably tired of losing. You know, he's probably winning most games in his career up until this point, until he became a Chicago Bear. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's another quarterback that – you know, it's, it's normally not a first-round quarterback or a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's just this team just so happened to choose him, and now they've got to deal with it. But, I mean, most times, Justin Fields is probably not good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So, let's move on to Chargers-Vikings. Uh, I know you didn't really watch this game, but but the Chargers ended up winning. The like I said last week, this was a loser leaves town game. Both teams were 0 2. They one of them had to win. The Viking season is over now. Pretty much over. Uh but the Chargers decision. Did you see the Chargers decision to go for it on fourth down? I did not, but I've heard it. I've heard stuff on it, but I, I, I no, I did not see it. It was insane. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. 28-24, Chargers are up. They're on their own 20-yard line. Okay, all right, I didn't know that. A minute and 51 seconds left. Cubs, the Chargers are on their own 20-yard line. They're up 28-24. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fourth down, and like it was like fourth down and one. Dude, they went for it. Brandon Staley went for it. On your own 20-yard line, <laughs> fourth and one, with a minute and 51 seconds left. And he went for it. Now – All right, hold on. So so I really don't know. Uh, I don't know. Did they get it or not? No. Oh, goodness, no. Okay. No, all of right. course not. Right. Why, why else yeah. would this be a thing? <laughs> okay, all right. That's what I was wondering. Even if they did go for it. Even if they did go for it, that's not the right call. And, oh, my goodness – I wish Sam Kell was on this podcast right now because he was he was defending the decision to go for it. Immediately when they did that, I texted our group message with Drake and I said, bro, leave Staley at the field. Don't <laughs> yeah, let him on the bus. He usually agrees with that. Now he's defending them. It, it, I know. I know. It may know. He said, right. He said something like right decision to go for it. Hate the play call, which I hated the play call too. If you're going to go for it, it was a terrible play call to run. They had their running back, at, they had two running backs, and one of which like was lined up as fullback. They gave it to that guy. Stupid play. It's like everybody in the building knows exactly what you're going to do. Uh, and you've got a six six quarterback that you could just he could fall over and he converts right, the first right. down. But stupid, Brady, stupid play call. Chance. Stupid yeah. play call for sure, dude. So I'm not kidding. Me and Sam were arguing back and forth about this. And also in another group message that I'm in with Sam, uh, with some buddies from college, uh, we're all in a fantasy football league and some of Sam's friends, they were letting Sam have it. And he was still defending that, no, that's the right, that's the right call to go for right there. And his whole thing was 
we ended up he, – he sent me a picture of, like, the go for it. You add a – now, stay with me here because these are numbers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go for it. If you convert, you have a – you increase your win percentage by 9.5 chances. 9.5%. Okay? Okay. All right. So your win probability goes up 9.5%, which I, I, I understand that if you get it. I, I totally yeah, understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, your win percentage goes to 89% if you go for it. Your success percentage is 73%. So punting the ball, if they just punted it away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they still have an 80% chance of winning. Like they only okay. added 9.5% you know, okay. chances yep. of winning. Going for it. Yep. I I don't I don't understand. I, I I don't get it. You're only increasing your chances of nine percent, which kind of makes no sense if you really think about yeah. it. Because this is where like nerds just nerd out and they don't watch football. Yeah. Is that no, your your chances aren't just nine point five percent chance percent chance because you had a you only had a minute and 51 seconds left you're under the two minute warning your chances have to be like 99 percent if you if you converted that fourth and one so like miss me with the 89 percent chance no that that's 99 percent chance i don't even have to run the numbers on it but it had a 73 percent uh chance of being successful now if if they uh, I, 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 we're spending too much time on it. He sent us that. I said, yep, nerds, not the right decision at all. He said, you have no idea what you're talking about, LOL. If it's any other team, yeah, maybe punt, but not this team. So he is making fun of the Chargers at the same time. <laughs> right, right. Here's the biggest problem that I have with it. I said, Sam, you gave them two chances to win the game because they wound up getting the ball again. Because of the decision, they had two yeah. chances to win, the, like like the Vikings, when they should have only had one. Cove, if you punt that ball, they have to go seventy yards in a minute and fifty one right. seconds. Right. I don't know about you. Kirk Cousins is on the other side of that. I'm going to take my chances with Kirk Cousins trying to march down the field with only seven with, with seventy yards with only a minute and fifty seconds left. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Then he said, you truly, you just truly can't comprehend the Chargers. We're an outlier. <laughs> Here's what I want to say back to that, which he is right. <laughs> yeah, they but, are. An but Cuff, sure. Cuff, maybe that's why the Chargers are the Chargers. Have we ever thought about that? Because you do stupid stuff like that. Do like what normal, well-run organizations do and punt the football. So I don't even acknowledge that as an excuse. Like, and I get what Sam's saying, but I, I, you can't acknowledge that as an excuse. Like, we're the Chargers, so we have to do stupid stuff like that. No, 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 no. I'm saying you're the Chargers because you do stuff like that. Because you do yeah, stupid yeah. stuff like that that lose the game for you. Just be smart. Look at what Bill Belichick did on Sunday against the Jets. You know what he did? He was just like, we're just going to punt the ball because Zach Wilson's not going to win the game. Right. Like teams are going to mess up more than they're actually going to win the games. That's just, that's so, just a fact. I think, I think we need – I'm going to bring this up. This may be a conspiracy, but maybe Brandon Staley did this on purpose to get fired and it backfired and they ended up winning. Well, hey, like I said earlier, leave him at the field. I don't care if they got it or not. Leave him at yeah. the field. That was so stupid. What a nerd. I'm sure somebody tweeted that at him before he even like decided to go for it, like that chart, and he was like, ooh, a nine more percent com- <laughs> uh, chance of, yeah. of winning. Like, yes, we have to yeah. go for it. Like, he's such a stinking nerd. I don't care what Sam says back to this or whatever he said. That is not the right decision. Just do like what normal NFL teams do and punt the football away. My biggest thing is that he him saying you don't understand like the Chargers. No, dude. You're the Chargers because you do stupid stuff like that. 
Yes. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was insane. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. Patriots and Jets. I got a new nickname for Mac Jones. Instead of Jag Jones, uh, I've also called him Mid-Mac. <laughs> That's good. Nut-Tat Mac. Because he gave, <laughs> he gave uh, uh, Sauce Gardner a little love tap in the groin area. Gotcha. So nut tat Mac, that's what I'm uh that, that's a third nickname for Mac Jones for me. Okay. Uh Christian Gonzalez is legit. That's all I'm gonna say. And then which, you know, first round pick, cornerback, that's awesome. Like he's already he's yeah. already like he looks like a vet. He doesn't make any mistakes ever. Like he 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 does so well. What I'm gonna say about Mac Jones, this isn't really a hot take, but I don't think I've said it before. They don't trust him. They don't trust yeah. him because I saw yeah. some Patriot fans on Twitter say this play calling is atrocious, and and, and it kind of goes back to what I just said a few minutes ago. That's Zach Wilson's just going to screw up. Like he's not going to win the game. So it's like just be do the right thing, punt the ball away, don't don't do anything crazy and stuff. I saw Patriot fans get mad, like, at Bill O'Brien and the play calling and all this stuff. And it made me think. And I'm just like, no, they're calling plays like this, not just for this game, but for pretty much Mac's entire career. Yeah, yeah. And Remember when they ran There's a ran common the denominator here, and it's Mac Jones. And the reason why is maybe they don't trust him. Maybe they yeah, don't they- trust him to make plays. And we saw on the game, I know you didn't like have it locally, but there was two key third downs, both of which were targeted to Juju Smith-Schuster. Mac underthrew both of them. Horrible ball placement, clean pocket, all that junk. Missed Juju Smith-Schuster on both throws. And like that's Matt Jones. Like they don't trust him to get the ball to get the job done. So they just have these conservative play calling. They run the ball a lot. They throw a lot of screen passes because they don't trust him. They don't trust him to be like that. That's why I got mad after the Eagles game because I said on this show that I felt like they waited too late to start, you know, spread and shred and mm-hmm, chuck mm-hmm. the ball around the yard because the game was already lost at that point. But maybe it's because they don't trust him because they know that he's not that guy. So they're just relying on defense and the other team screwing up, which if that's the case, you can't you're not going to win a playoff game doing that. Right, yeah, they're not. Yeah, that I agree 100% with that they don't trust him. I mean, I don't know if it was his rookie year or last year or a couple of years ago, but Remember when they won that game and they ran the ball every play except for like two? Against the Bills, yeah. His Against year. the Bills. Yeah, his rookie year. I mean, so, all right, he's in his – what is he in, his third or fourth year? Third now? year. Third year. All right, you got to start opening up the, the field for him. At least – yeah, they don't they don't trust him. Uh, I never see the Patriots since Tom – even when Tom was there towards the end. They don't – they either don't have anybody or they don't draw up any big, like, chunk plays. The Patriots That's the never... thing. The Pats, this like their roster. Not that they have like crazy weapons or whatever. They have the guy, dude. If Tom Brady was on this team with the receivers and tight ends that they have, the Patriots are undefeated right now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And they're a Super Bowl favorite. Not saying that these weapons are like crazy good or anything. Everybody is pretty much a wide. We don't have a true wide receiver one. Everybody is a wide receiver two. And worse. The only guy that's right. a wide receiver, too, is probably Devontae Parker, and that's it. Everybody else, no. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great point, Cup. I mean, like, I, I, if Brady's on this team, there's no question, like, how they're p- calling these plays. The Pats are probably one of the highest-scoring teams in the league based off of, like, the receivers and tight ends that they have. But they don't trust them. They just don't. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't. They, if they, if they're going to unleash him, they need to. They either would have done it by now, or they need to do it. And I don't see either Bill uh, doing that. They, and there's a reason. There's a reason why they keep signing quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. To practice squad yep. or yep. active roster, whatever it is, there's a reason that they're doing that 
because I don't trust him. Is Zappy back? Yeah, Zappy's been back. Yeah, okay. he's been the backup right. every single game so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's all I want to say about that game. That game was gross. I mean, it it was what we thought it was going to be. It was yeah, what, yeah, what we thought it was going to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dolphins and Broncos, a game that was the complete opposite. Yeah. Now, Cove, yeah. I want to read something for you and for everybody else. This this came from uh, ESPN. Uh, this is fun facts. In one of the most lopsided games in NFL history, the Dolphins put up 726 yards as the league's best offense went berserk in its home opener. The point total marked a new franchise record and most points any NFL team has scored since Washington scored 72 against the New York Giants in 1966. In total, the Dolphins recorded nearly as many rushing yards, 350, as passing yards, 376, averaging 10.2 yards per play in the process. The Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to record five passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns in the same game. The second team in history to record more than 700 yards of offense since the Rams did in... 1951. Who yeah. could forget? Yeah, they are the yeah, also they they are also the first team in history to score 70 points with 700 yards of offense and the second to record 300 yards and 300 passing yards according to ES, ESPN stats and information research. I don't know why they repeated that one because all I did was copy and paste it. They actually repeated the same exact thing. Um, that's insane. Uh, yeah. Sean Payton. Yeah. For for all the crap that he talked about, this has been the worst run, the worst coaching job of all time last year. Well, Sean, buddy, uh, you just gave up a seventy piece. A 70 he's got to he's got to feel like an idiot. Yeah, and and then you know, and I'm pretty sure. So I think the Buck, uh, not the Bucks, the Broncos started out one and two last year. I think is what I heard. So they had a better record through three games. And Sean Payton just uh, – I think he, he thought he was coming into like a really good defense. Like they had a ready-made defense, and I just don't know if that's the case. I don't yeah. think they have a ready-made defense. They and have then, the best cornerback in the league, and that's about it. And, and that's it. Okay, that does, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't really do you any good. And then secondly, you know, their offense – I mean, Russ has gotten better off the stats I see. Uh, statistically, he's, he's better than what he was last year. Yeah, he still but, reeks. Yeah, still, still not that good. You know, don't know if he's a great locker room guy. If he really rallies those guys, um, so so yeah, it's just it just doesn't look good on Sean Payton's part coming in talking all that trash. Which it was a bad coaching job. It was obviously, but you know your team's zero and three now, Sean. So you know what are you going to do now? Yeah, and I, I don't think like it's the roster that he was dealt with. So it's whatever, yeah, but there yeah. is no reason for that happening. And the Dolphins didn't even have Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and they didn't kick a field goal. I think is what I saw. They didn't kick a field goal yeah. and turn the ball so, over, and they would have had the record. Yes. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, so McDan- so, McDan- uh, Mike McDaniel is probably like uh, doing the Kobe thing because when uh, like a month before Kobe scored eighty one. He had oh, like yeah, he, he had like sixty something going 62 into and three quarters going into the fourth and yeah. Phil or no Phil wasn't even the coach I don't know know who the coach was uh, asked him if he still wanted to play uh, to try to get uh, seventy or eighty or something like that and he was like no nah, I'll just get it some other time yeah. like, maybe that's what Mike McDaniel was doing he's like we'll just get the record next week or something. Yeah, and and that looked different too. You know, I didn't. I saw a couple of plays, but not really, not really any scoring plays. But I saw highlights of Tua doing two no look shuffle passes, yeah, uh, up the middle for touchdowns, and then throwing over top to Tyreek Hill. They left him wide open, like the third play of the game, uh, just wide open, nobody around him within twenty yards down the middle of the field. Uh, so yeah, so the Broncos have a bunch of problems. The the Miami Dolphins are one of the best offenses right now. But um, you know, what do they look like against uh, you know, a real defense, I guess. You know, let's right. not compare let, let's not 
let's not say they're the greatest the greatest offense of all time based on playing Broncos. Right. Um okay. The Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. What a tragedy. <laughs> what a tragedy. What yeah. a tragedy tragedy. Um okay. So the Titans, I'm I'm looking back right now before I before I get into it. Because I don't want to misspeak. You know, God well, so, forbid, God forbid yeah. on this show that I, I misspeak on something about the Titans, because goodness gracious, I'll get 15 text messages about it. Um what I want to say, Cov, is uh, why are Titans fans delusional? Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never really rooted for them before. Obviously, since me and you live, you know, close to Nashville, all of our friends are Titans fans and stuff. But so, I don't know. I compare it to the Vols. I, I've always said to like to like Josh and and people that are Titans fans and Vols fans. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing every year. Yeah. Both those Tennessee teams overhyped coming into the year, always mediocre. The Vols were an outlier last year. But um, the Titans are – what the Titans are are 8-8. Eight eight. They're 8-8. Eight eight. I consider them like a middle-of-the-road team almost every year from, from top to bottom. So they're, they, they have a star in Derrick Henry, but in today's game it's hard for your best player to be a running back. And two, it's hard to utilize your best player when you're constantly behind, so you can't utilize your running back. So now you're, you know, you're relying more on the passing game. And Tannehill was an upgrade from what they had, but Tannehill is not going to take you over the top. If you're the Tennessee Titans, I think me and you talked about it at the end of the year, or maybe over the offseason. You know, people were saying, do you trade Derrick Henry? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think now, yeah, trade him. Let's see what he can do with a with a different team. Maybe he goes to a contender. But you almost have to blow it up. You're not going to win with this team how it's currently constructed. Um, because of Rabel, y'all are going to be competitive a lot of games. The Titans are going to be competitive because of their coaching. Um, but other than that, I mean, they're just a – they're a mediocre team. And if they're going to change something, I guess they have to blow up and start over. But if you're going to win in this league, you got to have a superstar, and the Titans do not have that, or they don't have a superstar in the right spot. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of on field, I want to get back to to the delusion thing. But in terms of on field, you you just you got to get rid of Tannehill, like just bench yeah. him and just throw out Malik Willis. Or throw oh, out. Oh no, Willis is terrible. Throw out the Levis kid. Or, Malik or Willis. Will Lev- I don't is care. Another. I don't care. They both like one of those two guys is better than Tannehill. One of the oh, two. Malik Willis is not. I'll well, tell you I don't right. care, Tom. I don't care. <laughs> one of those two guys alternate the series and just see how it goes through the first quarter. Yeah, then yeah. right out with I'm 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 kidding. That's a terrible way to do it. But you know what? Like the Titans are in such a bad place right now. They're in limbo right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're they angry. have They're no – like, Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. Comes from the Patriots. Super competitive guy. He was one of the most competitive guys when he played on the Patriots. Comes from a competitive background, playing for Belichick and all that stuff. Winning Super Bowls. It's not in his DNA to – tank or whatever you're gonna have to hold a gun to his head for him to tank like i said at the beginning of the year vrabel is worth like the titans i said at the beginning of the year so we can get back into the delusion part of it i said when we did predictions that the titans are like a four-win team but vrabel gets you to like seven or eight wins Mm. yeah yeah and you would have thought that I said that the that the Titans were going 0 and 17 because yeah. of the the, yeah. the the responses that I got from buddies that said, no, the AFC South stinks, dude. Like there there's no way that the Titans don't at least split with the Jags and the Jags are gonna lose a few more games. And you know, 
whatever. All this we got D Hop, we got Henry, you know, we got all these guys. We got the best defensive tackle in the league besides Aaron Donald. Which I actually now I might actually take Jeffrey Simmons over Aaron Donald, believe it or not. But that's besides the point. Like I just heard all this stuff. Like, for the love of God, it's the same thing yeah. as yeah. the UT Vols. And I've said yeah. this too. I'm a ten- I'm a Tennessee fan, but I hate our fan base and I hate the Titans fan base. It is Tennessee sports. I and I, I've said it on this show. It's Tennessee sports in a nutshell. You've always sucked. You think you're better than what you actually are. You get mm-hmm. overhyped. You get disappointed, but you get mad when normal people with functioning brains can see how bad you are, like can see the writing on the wall, but you've got horse blinders on yeah. to see the writing on the wall. Yeah, I, I just yeah. don't. I don't understand it. I said they were a four-win team. I said Vray will probably get you to seven or eight wins. I don't even know if, if they can get to seven or eight wins if they ride out with Tannehill. If they right. ride out with right. Tannehill, I don't. I, I can't see them getting seven or eight wins. I was on a bachelor trip for my butt, and some some of the guys listened to the show. Uh, I would say a couple of the guys were in the camp of yeah, the Titans stink. Like yeah, we stink, but Vrabel's an awesome coach. And then the other camp was no, like we went through the schedule one night. And they were like, oh, no, that's a win. And I was like, no, that's a loss. They're like, no, that's right. a win. And I was like, no, that was a loss, too. And it's, yeah. it's just this revolving door of not just Titans fans, but Tennessee sports fans, where you're so delusional to what you are, and you just refuse to admit what you are. I have admitted that Matt Jones stinks, and he's my franchise quarterback. Yeah. He stinks. Yeah. What's wrong? I've criticized Bill Belichick, the greatest coach in NFL history, for his arrogance and 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 on-field decisions. And I did it last week. I trashed him last yeah. week for his decisions. It's okay to do that stuff. And I've said it. I, I've said it. I've never said it on the show, but I think Cove, if you're a true fan of a team, that doesn't mean that you are a ride or die with every decision that the organization makes or that you can't say a bad thing about the organization. I think being a true fan is being able to criticize your team and see those faults when they arise. That's a true fan to me. Yeah. And being, yeah. And just being realistic. If you're like, like I talked, be own. realistic. The Patriots realistic. aren't making the playoffs. Boom. I said it. Yep. I actually said that before the season. Yep. So so you don't get your hopes up because that's the biggest thing. Everybody gets their hopes up on on what they think they'll achieve, and it's just unrealistic. Be realistic about it. If you think they'll win seven, eight games, they get seven, eight games. That's a good season. Hey, they did what we thought they'd do. They're not winning 13, 14 games, making the playoffs, and making a Super Bowl run. It's not – Happening. Not as even currently constructed. Close. Not even close. Listen to this, Cove. The Titans are probably gonna finish third to fourth in the AFC South. They're gonna finish third or fourth. Yep. We argued about that. Somebody somebody on the trip said that because I go, well, the Jags are winning the the, the division. I, I do think that the Jags are going to figure it out and, and get right and stuff. And they're like, no, the Tides are better than the Jags. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, no you're, the Jags stink right now, but they have the ability because they have a quarterback that yes. can probably figure it out. And they've got the weapons to figure it out. They're going right. to be fine. You don't have that luxury of right. those things. The Titans are third best in the AFC South at best, maybe fourth best, depending on if Stroud can continue to play well, which he might be legit, and depending on whether or not Jonathan Taylor comes back, because Anthony Richardson looks a lot better than what we thought he was going to. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah, I still think he's going to be terrible. But Titans uh, fans, yeah, you're good. finishing third 
at best in the AFC South, and you're not, you are finishing top 10. You're going to get a lottery pick in the NFL draft. Who knows? You might get Drake May or whatever else. He turned your franchise around day one. Tennessee Titans fans, if you go get North Carolina's Drake May, they will turn it around. They're going to do something stupid. The Titans are, they're going to do something stupid and, they're going to draft like a slow middle linebacker. Yeah. That's what, no, well, we'll John, Ro- John Robinson's not there anymore, so they probably won't do that. Or they're going to draft a first-round defensive back that's not going to work yeah. out, which yeah. is their bread yeah. and butter. Um, okay, ballers and bums. I'll go first, Cove. Okay. My first baller is the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. Everybody on their team. And their yep. coaching staff, training staff, the – Guys that serve popcorn at the concession stands, the Miami Dolphins put on an absolute clinic on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty easy one. I had Tua on my list individually. Yeah. Um, but so my first baller, I want to be able to get the statistics right. Give me one second here. Here it is. Okay, so my first baller, uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Running back for the for the Seahawks, eighteen carries, ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know that's that's a, I don't know. I just think that's that's a good day. Uh, well, he also had story. he also equated for like one hundred and eighty all purpose yards. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. I didn't know if it was two hundred or what, but yeah, I thought he had a pretty good pretty good week. Um, my second baller is Justin Herbert, forty of forty seven, four hundred and five yards, three touchdowns. Thank God he's on the Los Angeles Chargers, because if not, yeah. they're right there with the Titans, and they're yep. they're yep. a bottom five team. See, that's the difference. You have Justin Herbert, so you exactly. you have exactly. you have something to to look forward to. The Titans don't have they're they're both the same team. Dear God, imagine team. Herbert with Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah. The Titans are definitely making the playoffs if Herbert's on the Titans. Right. Uh, who's your Who's your uh, second? So I had I had Herbert too. That's funny, but uh, so my other one I wrote down was uh, people aren't remembering it from Thursday night, but Brock Purdy had a pretty yeah. good game. Yes, he did. Uh, and and I'm a fair weather 49ers fan because my dad's a 49ers fan, so I I watch him and and like him. But Purdy is, uh, I think there were a lot of question marks based on last year. Maybe that was some luck. Now people have got film on him. This dude just stands back there and delivers the ball, runs the offense. And, you know, what we've been talking about with some of these quarterbacks, this – the San Francisco 49ers locker room trusts Brock Purdy. They like Brock Purdy. Yes. They – you know what I'm saying? There, there's a big difference there. He's young, but this dude um, runs this offense to a T. They get the ball out of his hands to all those playmakers. But he had a really good individual game on Thursday night. Um, all right, bums. Brandon Staley, and we've already talked about it, so I don't yep. need to reiterate yep. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and mine's one we've already talked about too. But I had I had the Broncos as bums. Yeah. The whole the whole team. Uh, my second one, which is probably should have been my first, it's NFL scouts, and it's what we talked Ooh. about earlier. It is Ooh. NFL scouts because of That's Zach good. Wilson, because these scouts keep falling in love with guys throwing at pro days indoors yeah. Yeah. in t-shirts and shorts. I've said it yeah. on this show, and so is Sam. And Drake has said it as well. All three of us agree with it, and I'm sure you do too. Throwing in shorts is not real. That is not indicative of how it translates on an NFL field. Yep. It's just not. They called him the Mormon Mahomes. He rolled left in that pro day and th- or roll right, whatever it was, threw across the field, threw across his body, you know, 60-plus yards. I don't care. I yeah. truly don't care. The greatest quarterback of all time couldn't do that. Nope. And he's still the greatest quarterback of all time. Who cares? Yep. Now, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I had the same thing, but I'm going to go with, uh, with Tannehill. I had Tannehill written down. I mean, he's just uh, – he, he's not doing it right now. Yeah, he stinks. Okay, parlay to poverty to end it out. Uh, Sam is currently 3-6. and six. He has a bet tonight that 
we're recording on Monday. And then I am four and six. Oh, I took uh, I took Broncos plus not in real life, obviously, but as my pick, I took Broncos plus six this past that, weekend. Is that is that one of the worst ones of the year? Will that go probably down as maybe the worst yes. pick of the year? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, I'll go first. Um, I've got Jags minus three against the Falcons. Their Jags are at home okay. minus three. It's a get right game. It's against the Falcons, which I think the Falcons are low key kind of you know. They're not good, but they're frisky. Really? Uh, I, I, it's a get-right game. So, Jags minus three. Okay. Uh, I have the Bucks plus three over the Saints. So, that'll be uh, next Sunday. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, like week yeah, four. Yeah, week yeah. four, yes. Week four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Correct. so, Buc- yeah, because we're recording three. this. Yeah, we're recording this. Um, okay. Texans plus three. Against the Steelers. Texans are home. I'm saying plus three. Mm-hmm. Steelers just came off a pretty big win on Sunday Night Football. I mean, it was against the Raiders, so do with that what you will. But I might be buying a ticket to the C.J. Stroud hype show because mm-hmm. he might actually be good. He mm-hmm. might actually okay. be good. So, And they're underdogs at home. So it's like, yeah, I'll take that plus three. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. My second one's going to be Ravens plus two and a half over the Browns. Mm. Um, yep. I think, the, I think game. yeah, divisional game. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the Ravens come back after the loss this past weekend. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a, had another great game. I mean, yep. he's the only reason they were even in the game. But I think he shows out. That Now, I will say from watching the Titans-Browns game, that Browns front line is serious. Miles Garrett yes. is an animal. Um, but, yeah, I, t- I think take the Ravens two and a half. My last one. I might eat crow for this. Broncos. I'm just going to keep saying them every single week. again? Broncos minus three and a half. Because guess who they're playing? They're playing the Chicago Bears. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that. Who? That's that's a. Absolutely rigged. Now, it's at Chicago. Yeah. But Broncos are favored minus three and a half. I'm taking the three and a half. I refuse to believe that Sean Payton won't bounce back from a game like that. I refuse to believe. Yeah, I think it'll be like 2010 B yes. score. Yes. Yeah, I, I, like a 2010 game, a 17-10 game, but cover the spread. I, I agree with that. Um, my last one, which I think this – looking at it, I mean, this may be the game of the week. Um, but I've got the Dolphins two and a half over the Bills. Mm. That's, yeah. that's a that's – a, this is our division game. That's right. what that is. Right, I think Whoever wins I, that, yeah. they're in control of the division. And I think the Dolphins will. I think the Dolphins beat the Bills. A good game, but I think I think the Dolphins win outright. It'd be so awesome if it was the Dolphins, which I you know for predictions I was hoping that it would be 49ers versus Bills, but it'd be awesome if it was 49ers versus Dolphins because Mike McDaniel yeah. came from Shanahan. He followed him around ever since he was a ball boy in Denver when Shanahan's dad was the head coach. Like he's right, been following right. Shanahan around for years. I just think that'd be really cool. But, Cub, appreciate you joining us. That'll do it for this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.